Shalom Ubracho Reb Taksubas Daf Yud. Today's Daf discusses the husband paying off the Ksuba after tining Pesach Pesuach, whether it's a, considered a Knas or a Takono, how we punish the husband for making this claim. How could it be that it wasn't actually Pesach Pesuach? We discover the family of Dorkiti. We discover how hunger can prevent a woman from having dam. Then, while going through the etymology of a number of words, we discover, discover some of the benefits, the qualities of dates. We begin with Rabbi Nachman Amashmol, who says in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, that the Chachamim were Mesakin for the Benois Yisrael, that a Basula should get two mona, and Amona gets one mana, and they trust the husband to say, Pesach Pesuach Matzasi. The Gemara just asks, if we're going to trust the husband to throw it all away and say, Pesach Pesuach Matzasi, forget about it, then what's the point of the Takana? He could just walk away from the marriage with this Taino. So Rebbe says, we have a Chazaka that no one will be Tereach, work so hard and invest in their Suda, in the, simcha, in the Chasana, and then just throw it away by making this Taino haphazardly. Next we have a Brysa that says that since... Paying off this ksubo is a knas. He only has to pay her from the ziburis, the lower quality property that he owns. Gemara asks, what sort of a knas are you talking about? Rather, it's a takana that the chachamim made. Since it's only a takana, chachamim, she can only collect from the lower quality, the ziburis. Shimon ben Gamliel says that a woman's ksubo is minhatayra, not midarabonon. However, the Gemara challenges this. Does Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel actually hold that a ksuba is minhatayra? Brisa says, based on the puzzle, kesav yishkol kemoyer habesulos. If someone is ma'anes a besula, we knas him and he has to pay fifty silver coins for taking away her besula. The puzzle is makish a mefata, someone who seduces to someone who is ma'anes, and they both are chayev to pay a knas of fifty. Kesef. This is the source that the Chachamim learn the Chiv the, of the a Ksuba for a woman. Min Hatoira. However, Epshman Gamaliel over there disagrees and he says that no Ksubas Isha is not from the Torah, it's only Derabanon. So why are you telling me that Epshman Gamaliel holds that Ksubas Isha is Min Hatoira? So the Gemara's first answer is simple flip around the Shepa, Sinechanami. Epshman Gamaliel holds that it's Derabanon. But the Gemara says, why should you flip around our sheet of, of Reb Shemben Gamliel, that it's Midai Raisa? Why not switch around the sheet over there in the Braisa, that's where he said that it was there Abonan? The Gemara says that we are under the assumption, the presumption, that Reb Shemben Gamliel holds that, that it is that Ksuba is there Raisa. From the Mishnah, where Reb Shemben Gamliel says that he should pay her for, with Kaputki currency, from the city of Kaputk, something like that, where the, the currency is actually very valuable. And if he has to shell out from the top, that's a sign of the Oyraisa as opposed to the Rabbanon, where he, we, like we said earlier, he would only have to pay from Ziburis. The second answer that the Gemara offers is that everything is really Reb Shemengamliya, but we are missing a piece of the Braisa. Really, what it's saying is that the Chachamim learned from this Drasha of Ma'anis and Mefata that a woman's Ksuba is Minhatoira. But Iksuba of an Almono is not Menatara, that's Midar Abonon. 
Because Rebshimon ben Gamliel says that the Ksuba of an Almono is not Midaraisa, the Ksuba of an Almono is only Midarabonon. Someone came to Rav Nachman and he said, he made the claim, Pesach Pesach Matzasi, by the Be'er Yishayna, she did not have Besulim. He's making a very strong claim that she was Mezane while engaged to him. So Rav Nachman said, to the people around him, go grab a branch and whip this guy because he must have been mezana. How would he know what Pesach Basuach feels like? Or however it says, why is Rabbi Nachman beating this guy? Rabbi Nachman was the one who told us that we believe a chosen to say Pesach Basuach Matzasi. And Gemara explains, yes, he can hold both. We believe him, but we also beat him for it. However, Rabbi Chai differentiates between the two Rabbi Nachmans. One is by a bacher, where he should not know what it feels like. And one is where someone who was previously married, where we believe him and we wouldn't beat him. Next, someone came to Rabbi Gamliel and said that Pesach Matzasi. So Rabbi Gamliel says, maybe it, she wasn't the Pesach Pesach. Really, maybe you went in on an angle. And he gives a marshal, someone who comes home in the dark of night. And his door is only open a crack. If he slides in through the side, he'll think that his door is wide open. But if he would walk straight through his front door, he would bump into the wall and realize that it's actually closed. There's another version of what Rabbi Gamaliel told this Hassan. He said, maybe you went on an angle on purpose and knocked out the door and the door frame. And he gives a muscle. Someone comes home at night and it's very, very dark. If he smashes into his front door, it's going to turn out that it was open. But if he doesn't, then it'll actually be closed. He was explaining that it wasn't actually, potentially, it wasn't actually a Pesach Pesuch. Someone came to Brigham Liel, Bar Rebbe, and he said, Rebbe, I was boiled my wife, but we didn't find any dam. So Brigham Liel, Bar Rebbe, says, uh, he, he turns to the Kala and she says, Rebbe, I'm a Basula. So Rabbi Gamliel turned to the two of them and said, bring me the handkerchief that you used to clean up after Tashmish. He took this cloth and he soaked it in water. He cleaned it off. And afterwards he found little droplets of blood. There was in fact blood that had just been covered up with Zera. He turns to the chassan and says, Leich zocho b'mikchecho. You're zocho to have a wonderful wife. So when Uhuna Barbrei Derava in Parziki heard this, he told her of Ashi, why don't we do the same thing? Why don't we wash off the cloths and, f- and discover the blood under the zera? So Rashi explained that by us, the quality of our clothing isn't as good. And when we press our clothing, that's the equivalent of them, Rabbi Gamliel, washing his. So why don't we press it? The problem is that the pressing would, uh, with the iron or the stone, would get rid of the blood. Someone came to Rabbi Gamliel another time and said, uh, Rabbi, he claimed that he was Bayala's wife, but did not find any blood. But she said that she's a basula. So he told that he told them he asked to bring two shvachis, two maidservants, one which was a basula and one which is a baula. Then he asked the two of them to sit on barrels of wine. The one that was a baula, the smell of the wine passed through her because she was open. The basula, which was closed off, the, the smell did not pass through. So next he asked the Kala to sit on the barrel of wine, and the smell did not waft through her, showing that she was a basula. So he told the husband, Mazel Tov, on marrying a wonderful girl. Omar asks, why didn't he first ask her to sit on the barrel of wine? And explain, we explain that 
he had heard of this test of sitting on the on the barrel of wine, but he had never actually done it. And he didn't want to use the kala as a test study in case it didn't work. And he would be mezalzel in Bnei Yisrael Chasvashalom. Which would not be Derech Eretz. In another event, someone came to Rebbe Gamliel Hazokin, and he said, they had been boiled his wife, but did not find any blood. So Rebbe Gamliel Hazokin said, to the kala, what's your claim? And she said that I am from the family of Durkiti, and we don't have Damnida, or Dam Besulim. So Gamliel looked into it, into asked her relatives, and found out that it's taka true. And he tells the husband, Mazotov, you married a beautiful girl. Ashracha, that you were zoichet to marry into the family of Durkati. What does the Lushan of Durkati mean? It means Durkatua, a generation that would be cut off because Mechanina says that Gamliel was just giving her a nechama, saying a nice thing, but just like sourdough is good for dough to help it rise, blood is good for a woman to procreate. So without the Dam Basula, Dam Nida, this family would not perpetuate. There's a Braisa in the name of Rabbi Meir that says that any woman who has a lot of Dam will have many children. Next, Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba says a different version of this story. He brings down a Machlekes what Rabbi Gamliel told this Hassan. Either he said you were zoiche in your marriage, in your, in your mekach. And the Yisrael Oven disagrees and says that you are, he told him that you are mischayev in this mekach. Now, according to the Mandarma, that says that he told him that you were, you know, you sort of stuck in this marriage. That's like Shita Shavichani, you know, who explains that without Dam, there's no perpetuation. But according to the Mandarma, that he was telling her, he, he told him that you were zoiche in such a beautiful marriage. What's the schos? And Gamar explains that with the lack of dam, they would never come into a situation of a Sophic nida. And another story, someone came to Rebbe and said that he had been boiled but did not find any dam. And Rebbe says that since she's tining that she is a basula, there's a famine right now. He looked at their face and saw that they were blackened from hunger. So he told, he commanded the people around there to bring them in, give them a bath, feed them, um, give them to drink. And then they were together again, and this time when they were boiled, she did have dam. It was just from the hunger that was preventing her to produce it. So Rebbe turns to the chosen and says, Zocho abimekhecho. And Rebbe announced the pasuk on them. Tzofad oyuram al atzmam yovesh hoyo koitz. Now we have a new Mishnah that tells us that a besulah's ksuba is tumone and almona gets one. A basula, almona, a grusha, and a chalutza who are engaged from Erisin, their ksuba is tumana, but they are subject to the tennis basulim that they can lose their whole ksuba as a mekachtois if they're not basulim. So now the Gemara is figuring out what's the lushan of almona. What does the word almona mean? What's the etymology? Sort of chanobet from Baghdad says almona is from the lushan of mona because that's how much she gets in her ksuba. The problem is that that only works for an almana from Kedushin. My almana from Erison gets 200. So why is she called an almana? Once we call an almana from marriage, I'll shame a mona. We call an almana from Erison the same. No. Why in the Torah, when it's referring to an almana, before the Chachamim were misakin, a hundred Zeus, whatever, almana for her ksuba, 
why is she called an Amana in the Taira when when this woman has nothing to do with Amana? The Gemara answers that the Taira knew that the Rabbanu was going to be Mesakin a hundred mana, a hundred for a mana for this Amana. So they referred to her as an Amana back then too. Taira is timeless. The Gemara now asks, does the Taira really write things based on the future? And the Gemara answers, absolutely yes. The Pasuk says, V'shem Hanora Shlishi, third river coming out of Gan Eden, is called the Chidekel, which goes from V'helech Kedemus Ashur. Yosef explains that Ashur is the city of Slika, but Ashur didn't exist when the world was created. It's a later established city. Elamai, the Torah, is referring to its future existence. So, Tubai and Almana, it's referring to the name, it's referring to her later money that the Rabbanon gave to her. Next, with Chana from Baghdad, we have another Mayim from him. He tells us that Moto, rain, has a number of qualities. It gives to drink, it soaks, it fertilizes, it makes things grow, it makes things grow. And Rav Barav Yishmoel brings a Pasuk, of Tilameho Rave Nachas Gidudeho Bervivim Timoinigeno Simchotevarech. This explains the the name Motar for rain. Rabbi Lazar says that the word Mizbeach comes from Meziach or Mezin Mechabev Mechaper, the things that the Mizbeach do. The problem is that Mechaper and Meziach are the same thing, they're both types of Kavara. Meziach, the Gemara explains, is Mechaper from Gezeris, and Mechaper is Mechaper for Averis. Next, Rechadim Baghdad says that dates, Hamri, warm people, satisfy people, cause diarrhea, make people strong, but doesn't make people Mefunuks, even though they're very sweet. Rav says that after eating dates, one does not become drunk. The Gemara challenges this statement of Rav because we learned that dates in the morning and evening are good for a person. In the afternoon, they're bad. In mincha time, they're bad. In the afternoon, there's nothing like it. And then it's mevatel three things. That eating these dates are mevatel bad thoughts, stomach illnesses, and hemorrhoids. Sounds like dates are the most wonderful thing in the world. And back what Rav was telling us is that after eating dates, one's not allowed a paskin because he will become drunk. I said that wrong. He says that dates will make people drunk, but it sounds like dates are the most wonderful thing and only does good things to people. So the Gemara answers, just because it does wonderful things to people doesn't mean it doesn't make him drunk. Yes, they're great to eat, but just like wine, it'll make him drunk for a little bit and then it's just, it has the health benefits, so two dates. Like Mar says, someone who drinks a revius of wine shouldn't paskin. So to someone who eats dates, like Rav says, shouldn't paskin. Alternatively, there are different uh, effects that dates have depending whether they're eaten with bread. And Bayi says that his aim is the nurse that raised him told him that having dates before eating bread is like an axe to a palm tree. But having dates after eating bread it's like a bar to a door frame. Speaking of door frames, the word desha, Rava explains, comes from the term derech sham. That's the way people walk in. 
Dargo, a step, Rav explains, is derech gag, that's the way to get up to a roof. Puria, a bed, Papa explains, because that's where we are parin veravin. Nechemayitzchak gives us another word, islandness, comes from the word duchronis de la yolda, a ram which does not give birth. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.